Welcome to the Hard Water Fishing Show. Jeff and Jason talk tactics, gear, and ice fishing legends. Welcome back to the Hardwater Fishing Show, Season 5, Episode 14. And this will be, I hate to tell you guys this, this will be our last episode of the season. We're still ice fishing, but uh, what we find, folks, is that usually about this time of year, you guys are starting to think about other things than ice fishing, and so our listenership drops way off. Yep, we see it like just on the stats from the podcast. And then you see it like even look at our emails and just general interaction on the Facebook page. It just, it happens. It right? does. Like it, it's, it's okay. Not, it's okay. Yeah. No it's hard okay. Feelings. We know that you'll listen to all the, all the episodes again next year as you get ready for ice fishing starting about August, but we are not going to start recording <laughs> in August. Jeff gets no. too busy to do all the editing. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> plus in August you can still summer you fish. You can, you can. So anyway, so this is our final episode of the season um, we've got a great one though we kind of combined a couple of things so it's a monster episode jeff oh yeah this is going to be big and then big not just from like length but big from content oh, i man. mean we've got some huge first time things huh i mean the first one jay has been your lifelong dream i, I think well, maybe not lifelong maybe not lifelong but maybe certainly in the last 10 it, years i would say it this. started the last time the first time we went to devil's lake yeah. so that's been occupying 2018 it's been occupying a good part of my psyche since 2018 i would say so jay what is this thing we're talking snow about bears, jeff snow, snow bears. bears and we're not no. talking about the warm cuddly fuzzy snow bears we're talking not about the kind that drink a coke in the winter <laughs> not those <laughs> in christmas commercials i'm thinking this more as a snow tank snow it's tank. a snow tank that's what i think two skis two tracks snow and a giant tank. cab phenomenal but we'll get more into that later and then jeff what else do we have well we uh had our first ever uh fish donkey ice fishing contest that was super popular we had um a lot of entries i think it was more successful than i thought it would be so thank you for everybody participating so that was great um so we'll announce the winners tonight we will and then we'll be leaking photos for like the next six months from the contest onto Instagram and Facebook, just to give you guys a little taste, especially this summer when you start, you know, you're like, Oh, you know, gosh, I wish I was ice fishing. It's 90,000 degrees outside. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Awesome. Yeah. So, so we're going to talk about all those things, but before we can talk about those in detail, speaking of heat and thirst, I am getting kind of thirsty because we may have talked for like a half an hour before we started recording. Yeah. So I've already been talking for a while. Yeah. yeah and then we stop and we're like, wait a minute, we should just talk about that on the show. Yeah. Stop talking. Yes, exactly. <laughs> we do that a lot. So Jeff, it's true. what are you drinking tonight, buddy? I am drinking, we've seen these before, Castle Danger Brewery, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Two Harbors. Mm-hmm. This is a Solstice Saison or Saison. I have no idea. It's one of the two. So this is ale brewed with fruit and spices. Does fruit really belong in beer? 
It doesn't, but I'm going to drink it today. How is it, Jeff? Mm. It's good. It's light, crisp, has good flavors. Okay. I like it. It's good. So I um, I don't think I've got an extraordinarily good finish this year to the beer. Uh-oh. You know, I really wanted to try to put some effort into it, and then I, I failed. So I'm, I just had one beer in my <laughs> fridge, and so it, it's a Coors Light. <laughs> and yeah. that's what I'm drinking. Because, well, I'm also, you know, I finally had to get back on the diet train because my bibs weren't yeah. going to fit if I didn't do something. <laughs> Is that your gauge? If the bibs can't yeah, zip up anymore, then it's time they're to... Expensive. You know, and if I'm down to like, I can only wear like a thin T-shirt and still zip my bibs. It's time. <laughs> it is time. Because when I bought them originally, like I could wear, you know, a coat and a flannel and long johns and just still have room. And now I'm down to like a, a the thinnest of thin T-shirts, and I can just get the zipper up. So yeah, it's time. So I'm drinking a Coors Light tonight. Now, twist offs just don't do it justice either. It's a twist off. <laughs> I know. Wow. We may have to do another episode just. So I can do a better beer. Sorry. <laughs> well, I don't know if you're going to get more uh, hate mail from this or calling a Bud Light an old yeah, man beer. I'm not calling this an old man beer, really. Okay. Light. It's just, that's what I have in my fridge tonight. So I'm not even trying to dress it up or masquerade it. It just <laughs> is what it is. It, it does have a cap. I don't know what that means. I, I, this is the first time I've seen a cap. Oh, Coors Light. There, it's an aluminum, aluminum can bottle thing. I like it. I like them. Yeah, I've heard people mm-hmm. like those. I just... Yeah, it's a pint. Know. I always thought it's it was... It's a pint. Oh, so, that's yeah, good. I like Because then you can drink half of it and put the top back on and throw it in the fridge for the next day. But I don't, we don't have to talk about what it tastes like because I'm pretty <laughs> sure every listener that is on here knows what a Coors Light tastes like. You just walked right like. past that comment. You didn't even respond. <laughs> I threw that softball out there and you didn't even hit it. I was too, too busy talking about what Coors Light tastes like. <laughs> to, to talk about me putting the top, drinking half of it and putting it away for the next day. Oh my gosh. <laughs> if you can't finish the whole pint. You need to finish oh, the whole pint. I'll probably probably finish it. If we talk too much, I might have to go get another one because I'll get. I mean, I can tell already we've been talking and my mouth is dry. I know. I, I know. All right. So, patrons, we want to thank our patrons for all their support and continued support. Um, and we have a new a new patron at the legend level. Yes, I know. I mean, I was excited. We got a new patron at the end, so thank you, Nick. Appreciate it, Nick. Nick A. Oh, super appreciate it. It pays for the cost of the show and the hosting and helps us keep everything moving, so really appreciate your yeah, support. very much so. Thank you. And, and all our patrons. We, we've actually um, had a, we've added a significant number of patrons over this year. We've We've... We've added a bunch, so I appreciate everybody, the new people, and even the people that have been supporting the show for a couple of years now. So yeah. thank you. And, and thanks to all our listeners, too. I mean, it's the last episode, so we can get a little mushy, I guess. But, um, <laughs> you know, the, it's not the last ever, just the well, last Well, you never know what could happen over the summer, right? What, like a hold my beer moment? Hey, Jason, it's hold my beer. Possible. And then, and then it, you just never know. No, anyway, I just do want to say thank you for all the support and all the. Uh, when people email us and ask us questions, interact with us on Facebook, I mean, 
we we this is we make no money on this so this is we just do it to share a lot of advice fishing so we appreciate yep. the feedback and support thank you very much exactly not too bushy there was no tears well not from <laughs> you uh, <laughs> i mean there was maybe a tear for the sadness of your beer but other than that there, there. <laughs> all right you can interact all with right. us on social media instagram and facebook you can get our merchandise on hardwatershow.merch, no, dot com backslash merch. Yep. Um, and then our website, hardwatershow.com. We have a YouTube page. It's probably not the best YouTube page in the world, but we do have it. Feel free to subscribe, and if we ever get motivated, you'll see videos. I'll probably be putting some of the release videos up there um, from the, uh, the video. Maybe I'll make a montage. Maybe I'll... Let me rephrase Ooh. it. Maybe I'll give it to my kid and say, "Make a montage." Oh, I yeah, like it. I outsource the, it. The, the assistant, the assistant director. Yeah, I'll give her a choice. Like you can clean <laughs> your room, or you can do this. And chances are, we'll have a montage. Ooh. I like I it, Jay. All, we need to get more of our they, children. They doing always that say, stuff for "Give us. kids choices." So you can mow the lawn or make a montage of my ice fishing videos. And then when they get done with the <laughs> ice fishing videos, you say, "Okay, now you can mow the lawn." <laughs> And you got to have some cool music in the background. Yeah, yeah. yeah and, all that you know, stuff. So we'll see. We'll see what yeah. happens. Awesome. Well, and, and we should remind people, um, you know, as we are wrapping up the season, we do check these things over the off season, but not as much as we do when we're podcasting. So, you know, if we're a little slower on getting back to you, that would be why. I would say off season Instagram because it sends me a note and Facebook Messenger is probably the way to contact the show. Yeah. Email is way less reliable off season. Yeah. Yeah. We do check it, but we're talking like once every I have to be almost to the end day. of the internet to decide, well, maybe I should see what's on <laughs> what's on the old Gmail account for Hardwater. You have reached the end of the internet. Have you checked your exactly. email? Exactly. I guess I get to, when I get to the end of the internet. Uh oh, there's multiple, it's plural, the internet. I don't know. Are there? Uh the, I, don't I don't really know how it all one. works. I just know yeah, I got rid yeah. of TikTok and I have not looked back. Oh. I regained like an hour of my life every day after I got rid of that app. <laughs> I, I I gotta admit, Jay, I kind of like TikTok. Oh, you it's just get rid of it. You just you're just losing time in your life. I I, I do wish you know. Sometimes I'm like, where does you know, there's so many TikToks out there? Oh, but. I'm telling you, yeah, it's best just to let it go. Let it yeah. go, Jeff. All right, I probably won't. I know. Just saying. <laughs> I don't know. I, I find the entertainment value higher than like other platforms that just want to change my mind about something. Fair so. enough. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. Let's get off of social media for a little bit yep. here. Uh, listener news and current events. So, Jay, Fish Descender. Yeah. So, I keep coming across different articles and posts and stuff on the whole issue of. Um, fish trauma and then resulting death when you're fishing in deeper water. And, um, you know, I should stay out of the comment section on people's fish pictures. And um, I don't because I find, I find that, you know, it's entertaining sometimes. And uh, so you've traded TikTok for comments I have, on fish Well, pictures? I've always, you re- yeah. You know, like comment sections on your local newspaper are also a good time too because those people you know. You know, so that kind of stuff's kind of fun. You can see the... Cre- Jason, do you do you do what I do? I sometimes read the comments 
before oh, I read the article. And half the people in the comments <laughs> do, and they comment on the headline and not the article. But I just to be clear, I don't comment myself. I don't either. I just read the comments. I digress. I don't either. I it's parts of you you just don't want to let out. So I don't. I don't comment. <laughs> it's better for me, for my family, for my career to not comment. Yes. So I don't. I, I don't comment. Um, yes. But. One comment I see a lot on social media around people who catch fish are like, yeah, I caught this huge walleye and 35 feet of water. And then someone's always flaming them about, well, you just, you killed it. You're going to kill it. And I'm like, well, like in the one I saw, the person was fishing for crappie and ended up picking up this big walleye. So what do you do? You got a big fish in 35 feet of water. You just cut your line and say, well, I don't want to hurt the fish. You know, so that comes back to how do you, can you safely release a big fish or any fish when you catch it super deep? You know, so there's some conventional wisdom about, well, you reel it up slow. Well, man, I don't know. That's pretty hard, especially with a big fish to say, I'm going to reel this big fish up really slow. I mean, usually you're just... Well, and what's slow? What's slow? Like, what's, How do you know? What's slow? I mean, yeah. your slow might be different than my slow. I mean, I don't know. I reel like a five-year-old, man. <laughs> I'm gonna reel. So the draggle. So when I've thing. got a big, when I've got a big fish on, I don't think the first thing that comes to mind is slow down. Yeah, I no, mean it does never. when like it runs or you're checking your drag, but like it's hard. Yeah, that's right? all it's around. I don't want to lose it. You know, I yes. don't want to horse. Don't yes. horse it. Don't horse it. You know that kind of thing. Um, I don't even know what that phrase means. Don't horse it. <laughs> I was just thinking. But like, you hear that? What, what does it even mean? Even it's know. a fish. Where are you horsing? I don't, I don't know. I don't that's know. the thing. Don't horse it. Right? You've said that. I've said that. I, I totally agree, but it's a weird phrase. Yeah. Don't horse your... I mean... I don't know. We'll have to look it don't up. Don't horse your fish. Maybe, talk, maybe that's how we'll start next season, like, with the answer to that. But So, where am I going? If we did the first episode too early, we would horse the episode. We would. Right? You like, don't want to horse the episode. But So, where am I going with this rambling, long diatribe? And are we horsing or are we fishing? We're back to fishing. Know. And really what it's... a Fish descender. So I, I got my thinking cap on and I Googled it. And there, of course, there's all sorts of devices on Amazon about this, how to descend fish, fish descenders. And a lot of them essentially are like a, a almost a blunted hook that's like upside down. And then you add a weight to the bottom and then you attach your line to the top. And then you release the fish slowly so it stays on that blunted hook. And the theory is when you reach the correct depth, the fish will swim off, essentially just swim itself off the hook. And that's right. how you know when you've reached the right depth and the fish is gone. So, of course, Jeff and I were talking about this earlier. It's like, well, how do you really know? Maybe you just dumped it down 30 feet and, and, and it died. died anyway. But, I mean, I would say there were articles we've read would support that fish descending is a better alternative to fizzing. And fizzing is a better alternative to doing nothing. But I've never used these fish descenders. And so if somebody has and has a positive experience, if you'd at least you know message us, email us, and let me know. Or if you've figured out that, no, they don't work, or, or you even have a brand that does, let us know. Because I'd sure like to share that information. Because it, it is something I think about, especially as we, you think more about conservation. In, as limits get lower, you know, you're kind of you're doing more of that where you're, you're not keeping as much as maybe you would have and it wasn't an issue. It's kind of a new issue. It is. You know, it probably a little bit last 10 years. You know, before you just caught a fish, you kept it. <laughs> yeah. That's what it you wasn't did. going to oil yeah. regardless, so it didn't matter. Yes. And now that you don't, and especially as we learn more about 
how slowly big fish grow, crappies and sunfish and and walleyes and stuff. You know, it, it is like we want to reduce mortality. So, you know, if people have information on that, I'd sure like to know it. So there we go. That's that was my thought for the day. I'm I'm looking at this Fish Saver Pro on Amazon. It's twenty bucks. Yes, yeah. they're not expensive. And you know, it's got like you said, it's got a hook, and you put a weight, and you drop it down, and According to this advertisement on Amazon, it says like, you know, 80% better. If returned with a descending device, this fish has more than 80% chance of full recovery. Just throw it overboard and it will have less than 20% chance of survival. And so some of the research we've read supports that. And yep. But when you read the reviews, because I, I always like, uh, you know, if you're really bored, Amazon reviews. Maybe I need to get back on TikTok. <laughs> but Amazon reviews are hilarious. <laughs> They are hilarious, some of them. My kiddo was looking for a new fish heater for her beta fish. And so we were reading, yeah. she was reading me the reviews, and she's like, one's like, this device mortally wounded my beta fish. It was just freaking hilarious. But anyway. Well, this thing got all kinds of good reviews. So yeah. We'll but a lot of them are based on ocean fish. These descenders. Yes, this fish is orange. This fish is <laughs> yeah, orange. Yeah, it's an orange fish, which we don't. <laughs> and its eyes are popping out of its yeah, head. Yeah, they're not like happy. It's cut. But some of them they catch over a hundred feet deep or more, you know. So right. So I think that's there again. You know, we're looking at it differently when we think about conservation and, and mortality of fish. So I know too. They talked about it on Malax. It's a big deal because you. It's mostly catch and release. I mean, in the winter you can keep one fish, maybe depending on the year. But when you, in the summer, it's a bigger thing, right? Because, you know, in the summer, the fish will go deep. And on Malax Deep is like 30 feet, yeah. right? And, but, you know, when it's 90 degrees outside, that affects the fish a lot differently than it does in ice fishing, too. Absolutely. the water's so much colder. But, you know, that's why they have, even with catch and release, they have formulas that say, you know, for every fish, you, so many fish you catch, they just assume one died. You know those air so. tags? Are they waterproof? I don't know. Well, so let's say you could put an air, you'd like rubber band an air tag to a fish. And oh, then yeah. you could fish to send them. And if you just never heard from the air tag again, you could assume the fish lived. <laughs> <laughs> what are those air tags? How much are those I, things? It's all in research, Jeff. Okay. All right. We don't have that kind of budget. We don't. All right. So fish. I wish the DNR would help with that subject more. Right, like they—that's something they could do proactively to reduce fish mortality. Yes. They could say, yes. "We would like you to consider using these devices if they work. This is how you best use them, you know, and do a tutorial, do some videos, do some education, because it only takes a second. No sportsman or anybody likes to just chuck fish over the side and watch them float away. Like it bothers right. everybody I know." Because like, well, I yes. can't keep it because it's either out of, you know, it's too big, it's in the slot, it's too, whatever. Right. You know, so it just bothers everybody. So I wish that would be, a, to me, a proactive thing either the DNR or the sporting community could do and figure out to help with that problem. It's a solution, a potential solution to a problem. Yeah, I agree. Oh, I'm kind of my soapbox on this tonight. I'm sorry. All right. We need to move so on. we might have talked for 10 minutes. All right. Just a little, I mean, I love outdoor news. I love I the articles, so I had to throw know, one in here. Of course, here. it wouldn't be an episode of an outdoor news plug. <laughs> hey, we've done some. Are you sure you're them. not I sponsored just, by them, Jeff? Are you getting like a free I subscription I am not sponsored by No. You should. Not even free. Lord. I pay full price. Man. All right. So Vic Attardo, who writes some good articles about fishing in, in the outdoor news, said something interesting. So he was talking about crappie fishing. 
And the two things I thought were interesting was one, he said that he will use like a green light in his ice shack because the light goes through the ice and attracts like little planktons and stuff and then it attracts fish and then you'll, you can catch more crappies that I way. I don't know I'm ever in one spot long enough to attract plankton. Well, he said that he does. So <laughs> I'm not arguing. He know, but Vic probably knows yeah. way more about fishing than I do. <laughs> this wasn't like this wasn't like maybe it's a theory. This was like a, a very good fisherman's mm-hmm. this work. Yeah, right? I'm not doubting it. And, and and then so the other part that I think was even more because that part made sense to me. The other part that I was like, huh, was he said that we all use glow jigs, glow whatever, yep. right? Like I mean, it glows. You look at advertisements, how much mine glows, all that kind of stuff. So he said he takes his glow jigs and puts them outside in the sunlight during the day and lets them soak up light for hours because they will stay brighter longer. Huh. I, I've never tried it, so it sounds like something I should try. He said natural light he thinks works better because, you know, usually you use a flashlight or, you know, you have that blinding flashlight. I just didn't think they glowed that long, but... He says it works. It must so. have something to do with ultraviolet. Maybe. Maybe. Sun, I don't know. That's what the sun's got. Yeah. And other stuff, too. I'm not a scientist, but... <clears throat> I'm not either. So, I don't know. So, I thought it was interesting. Read the full article if you'd like. It, it was about light, and um, it was interesting. Cool. That's it. We that's... had some nice fish pictures sent in. Jeff, did you post those? Or are you going to post them? Uh, they're not posted yet. They're just in our email. But Jake R., he was in Wyoming, and he caught some brown, rainbow, and Yellowstone cutthroat char- trout. And, man, those trout, I mean, is there a prettier fish than trout? I, I just don't think there is. Uh, you know, big bluegill, they get pretty. Yeah, pretty, you're right. They have a lot of flair. They do, but I still think if you put a trout with those red colors down the center and all that yeah, stuff. I don't know. Do I, I think a trout's going to win. They're all pretty, but a trout's really cool. And we saw a nice perch from uh, BC Ice Fisherman and 13 and a half inch perch. It looked like a football. <laughs> and speaking of football, wow, did you see that transition? Can't even. It was a pretty good up. game. I don't even like football a whole lot, but that was a heck of a game. And on Super Bowl Sunday, Reeland Fish caught a nice northern. Mm-hmm. He sent us a picture of. I don't know if he was watching the football game at the same Could time, have been. but yeah, yeah. And then you, Jason, posted this awesome video from Kurt at NCOR. Is it Encore or NCOR? Encore? Yeah, Encore. Um, Kurt, we had on last season. Yep, was it last, last season? season. Yeah. So, and he walked through how to use your Helix Seven, which I personally have one. I thought it was a pretty good video. Super good. Um, you know when you have this, and, and those things are a little intimidating. He talks about it. There's lots of buttons and lots of screens, yeah. right? But he taught me some things I didn't know about it, and I've been using mine for a couple of years now. You can hit like an up and down to change the zoom level. So he was using, I usually use flasher on one side, because it's a big enough screen to can have two. Flasher on one side, and then like 2D sonar, like your normal 2D sonar on the other side. And that's usually my, but he showed 2D sonar on both sides, but then one side you zoom in and you can like zoom in to like 10 times or eight times. You can see really clear definition between like the bottom and your bait and that kind of stuff. Huh. It, it was way more than I, and I didn't know, 
like he's like, oh, you just do this button to go up and down for your zoom level. And I'm like, never pushed that button before. You know? There's a like, lot of I buttons. didn't even know it did yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it is one of those things where there's actually not that many buttons. There's maybe eight buttons on the front. But depending on every screen and what you're in, those buttons do different things. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, if you're on this page, it does the zoom. If you're on that page, it does something else. Right? So I would watch that. I learned some new things. Um, some things I confirmed. But I always use the flasher and then the... the um, like I said, the 2D sonar, but I did like the the zoom feature, and then that was probably the biggest thing. And then he said, which I'm probably really bad at, he said turn down the brightness when you're inside your shack. So I probably have my brightness all the way up because it's hard to see when you're outside. But if you're in your shack, you don't need it. That Is that to save battery or another reason? Ah, uh, save battery. He said that. Um, and he's probably right. You know, if I leave it at 10, which is the maximum brightness on my Helix 7, I mean, it'll chew a battery a day. Oh, wow. With a, with my, I have it on a lithium shuttle, which I think is like a 12 amp hour. Does that sound right? Yep. 12? Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. And, and so it'll chew that battery in a day. Um, but, you know, if you turn it down to even like seven, it'll last a couple days. Oh, wow. That's how that is a big difference. And then those batteries only have so many repetitions in them, too. Yeah, probably true. Probably true. So Cool. I don't know. Yeah, so it was good. I would recommend it. All right. So moving on to the big news, Jay. You ready? Which, which news? Well, this is the the biggest news we have on there. Hang on. The next topic. Oh, the Fish Donkey Tournament? Yeah, that new, that <clears> one. <throat> See, I'm still thinking Snow Bear. But yeah, we can go to Fish Donkey Tournament. <laughs> I do think we we want to talk about the snowbar a little bit, and we just talk about it more. Yeah, the, yeah, we, yeah. But yeah, we need to. Talk we do, about we do. So we had a great fishing tournament. I mean, I think um, we certainly learned a lot about setting up a tournament. So I think we'll we'll certainly do one again. I think I'd love to do one again next year if this option's still available. Because boy, we had en- we yep. had entries from all over the country, mm-hmm. which was super cool. Um. Super cool. So should we just start with the largest northern pike, Jeff? Yeah, so we're we're going to go through um, prizes. We're, are f- six prizes total? Yep, six prizes. Five. So we're going to be sending out folks a... Um, do we decide on all six, Jeff, we're doing the gift certificate? Yeah, so, so we debated. Originally when we started it, we said we're going to do swag, right? And so we talked about how to do that, and we landed on, you know, a... a kind of nice way to do it so um i think everybody will get a gift certificate from redbubble yep that you can order um what you want if you are a medium t-shirt you can use that gift card to order a medium t-shirt if you want a hat or there's a bunch of products you get a coffee mug or an iphone case so yeah Yeah. it allows people to get something they think they would want to use and uh it'll have the hard water show logo on it well i guess you wouldn't have to use it for hard water show swag but well it would i mean i would really recommend kind of it not to <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's not like it's not like required because you can required. use your gift card but <laughs> but I, I would hope i would love to see people with what they order so um yeah all right so let's start with the northern pike shall we yeah let's go this there thing's a hog so mason sullivan sent us in a 36 inch 0.75 northern pike and this thing is a is it had the feed bag on the belly on this thing 
is massive. Very pretty fish, and we got a release video and everything from him. So, still swimming, and he is from where's where's this guy from? Madison, Mason, Mason. I don't know. I don't um, here. I don't... My my view. Look yeah, somewhere. we can dig it up. Um, kind of like to share that where he's at. Let me look. Mason is from Royalton, Minnesota. From Minnesota. All right, Minnesota's yep. on the board. Yep, right out of the gate. Wonderful. Mason, if you have any catch stories of what you caught it on or anything, feel free to send that to us. We'd love to hear it. And, and you know, Jason Royalton is not far from St. Cloud. Yeah, I thought that sounded familiar. Yeah. So largest walleye is going to go to Ross Lindholm with a 22.75-inch walleye, which is a nice-sized walleye. Pretty fish. Pretty Very fish. nice. Yeah. Nice fish. And where, where's Ross from? I'm going to ask you this on every one, Jeff. So. Okay, I better be Two prepared. And eight. I think that's a, that's a Minnesota too, isn't it? Yep. Um, ooh, I don't know where this is, but it says it's Minnesota for sure. Faustin, Minnesota. Faustin, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. All right. And then let's see. The stringer crappie is, holy cow, that was a super, oh. super competitive um Super competitive. So we did a stringer three crappie. So the top three, Chad Martin in first place with 43.5 inches of crappie. Brett Holmes in second with 42.25. And Hunter Daniels with third with 41.25. I mean, just incredible stringer crappies. I don't know where these guys, I want to go fishing where these guys fish. So (laughs) Chad had a 15, a 14 and a half, and a 14. And Chad's from Wisconsin, if I'm not mistaken, right? You are correct, Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Yeah. Isn't that how you say it? Wisconsin. I don't know. That's I don't how know. I say it. I'm from Minnesota, from, so I'm not sure. <laughs> but, I mean, he turned in just three phenomenal crappies. So, Chad, go ahead and Very send us GPS much. coordinates, and we'll send you your prize. <laughs> we'll keep them secret. Yeah, we won't tell, won't tell a soul. So he's, and I think Chad had a honey hole here because he's also... So moving on to sunfish, we've got Chad again in first place with 29.25 inches of sunfish, um, yeah. followed up by a 27.5 with Byron Stone and 27 with Dan. Um, I'm not going to try to pronounce Dan's last name. But uh, there again, three just nice, nice fat sunfish, so super cool. And, and they're really nice sunfish, but, you know, I mean, you, you notice even, bit, like, those crappies were huge. They were, like, 14. We got a 16-inch crappie somebody submitted, right? Yeah. Um, but the sunfish, you know, getting over a 10-inch sunfish, I mean, that one was 10 and a quarter. And, I mean, that's that's big. But just to catch three of them that are that close, I mean, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. So then um, going on to trouts. Retrospectively, we probably should have done a stringer of three trout. <laughs> We should have just done one trout. <laughs> yeah. Now we know. Now we know. We're a little. We're we're not big trout fishermen, but we we know that we have lots of listeners that fish a lot for yeah. trout, right? And so we wanted to put it in there. So we were showing our how uh, not trout fishermen we are, and we need to up our game on we, that. We do, and I just like looking at pictures of them because they're so cool. So Ian uh, Parsons was our winner on trout with a. Total of three trout. Hang on. 
wait for it, 57.5 inches. So, and where's Ian from, Jeff? Ian, Ian is from... Um, He's out west somewhere. He is from Wyoming. Wyoming. I was thinking it was uh, Wyoming. All right, and we have one more category that isn't about the size of the fish. We right, do. Jay? We had a, a release, best release video, and um, so we're gonna we're gonna award that one to Bradley Holmes. Bra yep. And where's Bradley from? Bradley, he is from. He is from New York. New York. So that was an eighteen and a half State. inch trout. So it wasn't like a monster. But man, it was a beautiful fish, and his video was pretty nice. It showed kind of a nice pause, a nice two-handed release, yep. and and so that was super cool. And we we sure enjoy seeing that. So, yep. um, New York. How many different? You have? Do you have a list in front of you, Jeff? I do. How many different states are you seeing there on this contest? One, two, three, four, five. Okay, we have one from Nevada. <laughs> cool. Um, six, seven, eight, nine. Um, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. I think 14 states. 14 states. states. That is phenomenal. If I'm counting them right. That's I, so I, cool. I'm, I'm visually checking them. but it, Yeah, that's cool. So we really appreciate everybody participating in that tournament. Um, we'll probably bring it back again next year. And yep. uh, providing fish donkeys still around because we couldn't do it without that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And, and, you know, we know it wasn't perfect. We did our best the first year. Um, you know, we'll bring it back and, and we'll, you know, it'll be a little better next year. Yeah. So, so I, I know, we know that there was some people that had troubles uploading photos. Um, yep. and we know that there was some frustration with, um, once you, once we denied a fish, cause it wasn't a photo, you had to apparently catch a larger fish to, to replace it, which <laughs> seems frustrating so we apologize for that but we as we looked at our rule structure and everything we live and die by what it shows us on the app it's only just yep. the only way we could do it so we thank everybody for their effort and their participation and uh wow what a lot of fun had a good time with it it was yeah and it was a great way to interact i mean it's kind of fun Ooh, new fish to measure and you know look at the app so it was fun. yeah well so i'm sitting in a meeting and I've got this fish donkey app. I think I've got every stinking notification on my phone shut off because I'm I go to professional <laughs> meetings all day basically. And when the someone registers a large fish, the largest fish, it makes a donkey noise. Yeah. And it even when the notifications are off on my phone. So I'm sitting in a meeting. All of a sudden, my phone makes a donkey noise, and everyone's like, "What's that?" I'm like, "Never mind." So can you tell me? Can we just circle back around, please? You know. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> do the meeting thing so yeah oh, it's not gosh. not good not good but anyway oh boy. so now all right good well, enough it was fun yeah yeah i know perfect i'm glad everybody did it and you know i think the length was good jay we talked that was a big debate for us was how long to make it i felt like the length was good it was the right time of the season it, was it did because we gained participants throughout the whole thing so yep. i mean we we recognize because we're in this boat all ourselves too is like you know, you it you don't get to fish every weekend. Nope. Except for maybe that Chad Martin guy. <laughs> I think he needs to take me fishing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because he seems to have uh he's got some honey holes. Holy cow. 
So he does. All right. So Jeff, now do we get to talk about? Um, do we get to talk about one of my favorite things? Oh yeah, but but you have to talk about your, one of your least favorite things also when we talk about your favorite things. Northern slime. Yeah. <sighs> I, did we talk? I so we um, we're trying to remember because we don't. But we did a, a trip wrap up, which we're going to get to in a little bit with the guys at yep. the Hardware Invitational out at in North Dakota. Um, so we covered a number of topics there, and you guys will get to listen to that in a minute. And I, I don't know if we covered it or not, so we'll just talk about it now. But. So one of the guys caught a nor- so we were in a snow bear. Short story, long story short, we rented a snow bear. Um, so for three days, for three days, three days, we ran around this thing, snow tank, snow bear, whatever, uh, dream machine, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> dream well, machine. I mean, yes. I would tell you, it was the first day. It never got like warmer than negative seven, and we, I was in, uh, you know, pants and a, a sweatshirt all day yeah. with boots. I mean, and it was colder than heck outside. And so this snow bear machine, you, it's on hydraulics. It lowers down. You drill your holes. And uh, Dean from Snow Bear Rentals out there, um, we rented his machine, and he was phenomenal to work with. I want to thank him. He also came up with some great nicknames for da- great nickname for Dave, which I just just cracks me up. The Atasca Stallion. The Atasca Stallion. <laughs> yeah, I mean Northwoods Dave. The Itasca Stallion. Yeah, I think I think Dave's got a new name. The Itasca Stallion. I love it. And <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I, we might have to have Dean on. I, I bet you that guy has so we many should. stories. We should call him next year and say, Dean, we just want you yes. to tell us some fishing stories. Um, and uh, so we rented that machine, and we drove it around for three days, and we caught some phenomenal fish. But, man, so we were fishing this swamp, I guess. I don't know. It was, like, really shallow. And we, you'll hear more yeah, about, you'll hear it, more about it, but we, we talked there was this it. northern and it just crapped all over the place, all like, over the place. Orange, never it was orange. The fish poop so much, and of course, you're in a confined space and it stunk. Oh my god, it stunk! Oh, so bad. It was all over date, it was all over the Itasca Stallion's pants and and, and shock. It was all over Oli, too. Like he kept finding yeah. new piles of crap Oop. on himself, <laughs> and it was bright orange. You could identify. I think they're eating like freshwater shrimp or something in there. Yeah. I don't know what it was, but man, it was foul, super foul. But we're in, you know the snow bear is big. It, it was big. comfortable for four guys, but not anymore. Like it, it was just right yeah, sized. I but thought. it's also made out of fiberglass and doesn't like breathe. It, you know, you're not. You don't have a lot of ventilation. It was so oh, stinky. So bad. I mean, it was the stinkiest northern I've ever smelled, it, and they can get pretty yeah, stinky. Yeah, it was. I'm almost gacking just thinking about it, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, we opened the door. It was like it was like we served chili or something. I mean, it was chili, so bad. I would say that if you had, if I had to pick, and this would be a hard choice between <laughs> the smell and the. Would you rather? The, would you rather? Is this, would you this, rather <laughs> the smell in the cabin the year we all ate? At White Castle and had the jalapeno burgers. Yeah. Or this northern. It would be a tough call. Of course, that's been longer ago, so I might not remember that as well. But it would be a tough call. Oh, I I think that northern smell hit you in the back of the throat. It was like... (laughs) It it was was bad. It was bad and deep and lingered 
it didn't it, it lingered in the cab right it just yeah it didn't go away yeah it, and yeah it, it was fun to I think Dave had a good time catching it because it hit like a freight train but yeah it was thinking yeah okay so without I don't anything else on that before we go to the interview Jeff or go to the recorded I don't know if we, you know, I don't know if we fully talked about everything about the snow bear and hopefully not repeating, but the two things that I think we didn't cover. One awesome part was Dean from the snow bear rentals would show up and drop the machine off on shore. Yeah. And let you go. And so I didn't think about it when we rented it, but it was really nice. Like we would pack up and just be done at the end of the day right there was no fussing with getting cold or anything like that it was super nice and since we rented it for three days we just left all of our stuff in it yeah um and he had four flashers one in each hole so we didn't need our flashers um there was really enough room at first we were concerned about like enough room for rods but the more we looked the more rod holders we found so we were fine that way we did run tip-ups one day so we had brought some tip-ups um but yeah, the the just you got we got up, we had we were fishing by eight, and we fished till yep. dark every day, and yep. and uh, then when we were done fishing, within a half hour, we're sitting in the cabin, uh, having an adult beverage and thinking about supper. It yeah, it, it was, was really low key, and no, we got home. You had no gear to dry out. You just had to do your laundry, and you're done. So it was pretty sweet. It was the other thing I think that. I don't think we covered clearly enough. And when we talk with everybody um, is it might just seem like it's a comfort thing, right? Like, Oh, I can sit out there in my sweatshirt and fish in 20 below zero weather, but it's not just about the comfort. It's about the ability to move Yep. when it's that cold. If we had portables, when it's 20 below zero outside, there's just, and I don't know, maybe people can argue with me, but like there's only so much you can do no matter how portable you are, when it's 20 below outside. You, and we moved like seven times that day, right? Yeah, and, on that coldest day. And, right. I don't, I mean, could you do it? I think maybe. Would you? Probably not. By the time you drilled your holes and got everything set up and you thought out, you'd be like, let's sit here for an hour or two. And, and we had a timer. We'd set a timer for 30 minutes. Yep. We'd fish a spot for 30 minutes. If we didn't catch a fish, we'd move on. You couldn't do that if we weren't that portable. Yeah. So it's it's not just about the comfort. It is about the movement and the ability to, you know, try different spots. Yeah, and we weren't guided or nothing. So, I mean, nope. Dean gave us a couple of spots to try because he's knowledgeable about the area. But I think that was the other thing we enjoyed is we're all obviously pretty experienced fishermen. And we don't really need it. We probably could have used a guide. But we don't believe we, <laughs> yeah, we, probably we, don't believe the guide, we need a guide. Yeah. You know, and, and so... Um, with four of us renting this, we were able to very, actually very affordably have that luxury of, of movement. And it would have been. I mean, because even the second day was warmer, but it was super windy. Super windy. Yeah. And and so that, so then the last thing I would say on that subject is, you know, usually we get back from these trips and I'm pretty beat up. Pretty beat up. Because you're out in the cold all day, you're moving a lot, you're starting sleds, you're breaking down ice shacks, and all of that. And we didn't have that. So it Hmm. was super cool. I want to do it again on a different lake. Totally. Yes. Winnipeg, maybe. 
Oh, yeah, that sounds awesome. Maybe we can talk Dean into bringing one up to Winnipeg for us. Yeah, yeah. Rumor has it they make it up. I've heard. Sometimes. I've heard an unverified rumor that he's done that. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he listens to this show and he's like, "Dang it, <laughs> dang it!" I do remember saying he wasn't his favorite thing. To do, I, yeah, but yeah, yeah. So anyway, if Dean, if you do listen to the show, we sure thank thank you for everything you did, and and we'll put a link out on uh, yep. in show notes about to Dean's uh, Dean's rental service out there. So. So Jay, we probably should get into the the meat of, you know, sun. It was the last day of ice fishing mm-hmm. before we we're taken off from Devils, and we have me, you, Oli, and the Atasca Stallion. <laughs> the Atasca <Dave>. Stallion. Ah, <laughs> uh, sitting around the, the drinking some coffee, talking about the trip. Yep, so absolutely. That'll be coming up here in a minute. All right, enjoy. We are alive, Hardwater Invitational 2022 from Devil's Lake, North Dakota. So this is the trip wrap-up for 2022. So here we have Oli, or Little Oli, right? Little Oli? Little Oli. We just call him Oli, though. He's like, yeah. Well, but if there's not more than one present, you just say Oli. All right, we got that cleared up. Ah, yeah. All right. So all just right. one, you can say Oli. Yes. If you need all the Olies, you just go, Olies! We've been doing this for 22 years. Are you going to change my name now? <laughs> We're thinking about it. Um, got Northwoods Dave. Hello there. And Jason. Jason. He's been here once or twice. Yep. yep. All right. <laughs> So we just got done with our trip at Devil's Lake. And well, we're still on the trip, technically. Well, we're We're sitting in the up. kitchen of our Airbnb, packing up, drinking coffee, getting ready to head home. Because this is done in the morning, so we cannot drink because we have a long drive. Thank you for that. Thank Words from our sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that public service Different kind of sponsor. <laughs> I'm going to go back to like... The we were N- drinking coffee because it's 9 in the morning. The NBC. And we're not complete savages. <laughs> NBC in the 80s, the more you know. The more you know. <laughs> <laughs> After school special. So we've been, we fished three days on yep. this trip. Three full days. And I think we got as much fishing time between sunup and sundown as we ever have. Agreed. And, and Jeff, how did we do that? Well, we, this year, usually we travel in snowmobiles and portables. We do. That's usually our thing, so we can run and gun and be quick. But this year, at last minute, Audible, I mean, we're talking like the week before, you know, yeah. we're, we're ready to load up the snowmobiles, get the shacks on the trailer, yep. head out to North Dakota. And I had an idea. And for once in my life, people thought it was a good idea. <laughs> it's like... I called up Oli. When do we tell him we were just obliging? It wasn't that good. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's just got to get over, get over this. So I called Oli and I said, I can remember, do you remember the phone call? Let's rent a snow bear. Let's rent a snow bear for and a then, day. Uh, what was it? Uh, so was it like frozen? Four hours later. What if we just do it for the whole time? That was you though. <laughs> No, no, that was. Oh, I think it was. Yeah, Jeff. I was I like, it was Jeff. I was like, yeah. why are we going to rent one one day and drag our yeah. snowmobiles and pay to have them licensed for two more days? I, which I was just, I wasn't getting greedy. I'm like, let's do yeah. this for one day. Because you were calling Jeff, and I was going to try and perform a eight fifteen p.m. wake up call for days. <laughs> hey, I get up early yeah. or work weird hours, <laughs> and I'm in, normally in bed by seven thirty. Jeez. So. so, so when you called Sean, did you say? Do you want to rent a snow bear? <laughs> no, I, I, I typically don't call Sean and sing. Disney tunes? <laughs> no. 
I'm in a different stage it's, of life than you. It's only like twice of... a year, and it just wasn't time. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't. I don't know. I think, I think that's how you should have done it. <laughs> no. So we rented a snow bear. We rented a Let's snow bear. Let's get us back on track. All right. We'll put a link to what these things are, because not everybody that listens to the yeah. show might not know what they are, although we've talked about it a lot. They are very unique machines. So to describe it, Dave, you want to describe what it is? What's a it's snow bear? like a, a little scamp trailer, like, you know, those fiberglass trailers, but it has two tracks and skis on front. Yep. has steering wheel. You drive anywhere you want. The frame jacks down close to the ice and has four holes in it that four guys can fish in. You drill them inside. You stay inside. You stay warm. So moving from place to place takes, it was like, quick. It, you reel up. You pull the sleeves out, you put the covers on, you hit the button. You do need to rev the engine a little bit. Just a little. <laughs> to, to Just raise, a little to bit raise, to, to raise it up. And then you motor to the next place, and then your auger guy drills four more holes. You lower it down, and you're fishing. Yep. Top speed's only maybe 20 miles an hour, but yeah. with all the drifts out here, that was plenty fast or too fast. Yeah, you would it's wanna... a It's a rough riding machine. We put averaged about 15. Yeah. So, so it's got dual tracks on the back, like two snowmobile tracks. Like and giant yeah. skis in the front, and you like get in the back door. There's like a hatch in the back. You yep. just jump in, and and it goes up and down. It's sweet. It's really sweet. So like clothing wise, the thing's heated. So uh, t-shirt, sweatshirt, sweatshirt, Crocs with socks, Crocs with socks. Yeah, the floor gets a little cold. The floor gets a little cold. So you still want boots? Yes. That yeah, floor. Pro- I mean, it floor is. Floor never did though. But our high temperature for these last few days was what five. Yeah. yeah. Well, Saturday got up to almost 30, I think. Yeah, 20, otherwise 20, 20 but then 20, otherwise but it was wind. like negative on Friday. But even that yeah. 20, we had wind. We did. I mean, it, it never felt boomy. Never. Except for yesterday afternoon when we set up the tip up. Yeah, it wasn't bad. But was we, we didn't get acclimated either. Like, usually by day two, we're all used to just being frozen, frozen numb. <laughs> you don't I don't notice. think it was quite as bad as we think. It's just we never acclimated yeah. as we were in this thing the yeah. whole time. That's probably true. But I don't know about you guys. Like, I'm not all beat up and tired today. It was like awesome. Usually after you do this for three days, you're just beat up and tired. And you're windburned. We would all been windburned, you know. It is like a submarine. <coughs> Four guys went in. Yep. yep. No couples came out. Four guys. Came out. <laughs> <laughs> that just got weird. It did get weird. All right. So the snow bear was awesome. It let us be more portable than we've ever been portable before. I mean, like, you could drill a hole. The slowest thing was drilling the hole. That was the, and you can't mm-hmm. make that any faster. Like, drilling a hole just takes. No. A or minute. put it this way when we were trying to find our location, we have an auger inside of there. We drive. One person drills a hole, test hole, we put down a Vexlar or whatever, check the depth, we didn't like it, we kept moving on. We never left the machine. Yeah. We were inside the machine the whole time. Yeah. Well, Sean and I ran some tip-ups. Well, but, you know, when yeah, we're trying, when to find, trying to find, trying to find yeah. the correct point where you want to fish yeah. on the lake in the depth. And that's the beauty of electric auger, too. Yeah. Strike Master electric auger with an extension on it. And... Um, you, you didn't yeah. have fumes or anything. Nope. Unless you would have had to clear out of there. Every well, day. we did have a little Well, there was fumes. fumes. <laughs> they were not, not from the it auger. It was not auger related. <laughs> it was like a school bus on the move. It yeah. was really loud when you're on. Yeah, real loud. Yeah. You're not really doing a whole lot of talking on the move. Nope. Unless you're yelling. But the thing does need uh, grab hooks to 
hang on. <laughs> it certainly needed oh shit handles. Depends who the driver was. I don't think it mattered who the driver was. <laughs> that was the lake. All right, so so we got the snow bear. What lakes did we go to? Let's talk about the first day, day one. Day one, we fished Devil's Lake, right? What's the name of this bay here? It's it's we're at Ackerman East. Acres. Just East. East Bay. Yeah, we went out of, out of Ackerman Acres launch over in East Bay yeah. and fished basically uh, an area over there. We kind of poked around a huge kind of a flat and a shelf and structure just in kind of one, I don't know, 20 acre spot probably. Probably worked all edges of that. Mm-hmm. Caught some walleyes. We catch a perch. I think we caught a perch that we day. A perch. Fishing wasn't great. We did catch one. a perch. That it day. was slow, but we caught him. I mean, we caught, caught a few. Northern, no, northern. Uh, not the first no, day. That no. was the first day. That was second day. Yeah, so caught caught some perch, caught some walleye. Not a lot of size, a lot of smalls. Yeah, yeah. a lot of small ones. But it was fun. And, and it was fun. What were we like? I used the perch talker all day. The pink perch talker. Literally used it the whole weekend and caught every fish you I did. caught on it. But. Oh, Jay, what were you I using? I throw the tackle box. So I caught one some walleyes on a coffin spoon. Yep. What um, size? You were like 16th? Smaller yeah, size, right? The Not the smallest, but the next size up, whatever that was. And that was a yellow if. or white and yellow yep. one. Um, I used a glow spoon, pink and white glow Northland flutter yep. type spoon. Glow spoon. Glow spoon. Um, I don't know. I do. I, I'm always times. I change lures a lot. So if, if I jig and it comes up and looks at my stupid thing and it goes away and it does it again, it gets a switch. Mm-hmm. I change it out. So then I put another rod down there and I tie another lure. So I'm just always tying lures. So let's contrast that with Dave. Dave, Dave. how did you fish? Well, <laughs> I never <laughs> retied a lure on, but I did have... Three rods out with three different presentations. Yep. But it seemed like I only used one. And that was the Widowmaker Slap Seeker. Yeah, you you fished the heck out of that. Thing. And that caught, well, that was the, MVP, the, the right? biggest walleye, of course. Yeah. On Day, this two. Trip. Day, Day two. Day two. We're not there yet. Okay, well, okay. But that's what I used. <laughs> Foreshadowing. 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 I skip talking about day two. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk well, about. Let's talk about day two. Well, well, well we got to talk about Ole. Oh, what, what lures you use, Ole? What tactics? Oh, four different color glow spoons, two different color buckshots, tin red, fire red hooks, coffin, uh, jointed pinhead. Oh, I use one of them too. Uh, gumball with a plastic. Didn't do that. Did one find I more mean, there's success? There's a pattern here. So you, <laughs> you can find something to work. <laughs> you you can one. tell who caught the most fish by changing lures. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I caught most of my fish. I like. I didn't catch a fish on the same lure like yeah. all weekend, because like, I kept switching. So VMC, I used a VMC drop chain, too. VCM, VMC. Now I can never remember which one it is. VMC. Well, I, mean, I think it was a Bros Beetle. Or okay. The, the three gold balls yep. for the hook. Yep. Oh yeah. Whatever that's called. Then I, I, I went through <laughs> probably 25 different presentations. Cool. So, overall, day one? G- good day. Good day. We caught Fishing fish. can always be better, but it wasn't bad. No. We were warm in our little snow bear. It, my face hurt at the end of the day. Because you're smiling. Smiling. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty cool. Sweet. How was your face, Sean? <laughs> 
It hurt from looking at his face. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's we did have a. I, I, we do have to cover that. We did have a brief moment, though. We had a brief moment of conflict. Ah, uh, there was. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so I got to drive first, and of course, I had a lot of advice from three guys that had never driven a snowbear before either. I would telling me how to operate the machine. I would say it was more so too, because I was just kind of smirking, watching this I, play out, and when I, it did play out, I was really smirking. You even asked me. What are you smiling about? <laughs> I mean, I put up with it for quite a while, and then I had a parental moment, and then we've been good the rest of the trip. <laughs> have you ever driven one of these things? Have you? <laughs> that might have happened. I didn't think so. But I got back to what I was doing. As an equipment operator, I was trying to give him some pointers because it was a little rough oh. out there when he was driving. From the I don't fourth think seat. it was any different when anybody was driving. It all just came, weren't used to how it moved yet. It all came to a head because when we stopped the very first time, and and then we we drill the holes and the next thing is you run the hydraulics to drop it to the ground yep. and if you have to rev the engine to drop it correct and when you forget to put it in park and you oh, rev that the wasn't, engine that wasn't when we got that all was, of a that sudden wasn't it, you're not lined up yeah <laughs> yes. that was and a separate it's not, issue not easy to line up <laughs> that was a separate but that issue. was the time that got bad <laughs> that that's when everything kind of <laughs> because came to a head it's a snowmobile right basically it works like a it's snowmobile a clutch. so we drilled four holes we lined up the holes and then because it wasn't in park and we we're learning how to use this thing it moved forward a few just, inches. Just a couple inches, which is enough <laughs> to put the holes off center. But, but then you, you got to back up. But you can't control how far you back she up. You really can't. No. You, you can. You can control <laughs> well, it. Well, I don't know. Anyways, all right. So day two, we switch tactics. What are we doing day two? So day two, we talked to Dean, who rents the snow bears out here. Super nice guy. Oh, amazing guy. Highly recommend him. And we went to um, Irving, Lake Irving. Irvine. Irvine. Yes. Irvine. And Alice. And Alice. So Alice is... Um, we started out with cookies. Oh, he brought us cookies. Pleasant surprise. Monster oh cookies. Um, ginger snaps. Ginger snaps and chocolate chip. Yum. Yeah. I mean... Yep. You gotta love cookies. But that set a great tone for the day. It did. Life. Yes. <laughs> Except right. for... He gave them to two people that are outside already. Well, he didn't tell the other two. Yeah, Yeah, that you're lucky we told you at all. (laughs) (laughs) He texted me later. Did you share the cookies? (laughs) (laughs) Oh gosh. So the the these lakes were very interesting and notable from the standpoint of they're not over like the deepest spot in one of the lakes is maybe eight foot deep. Nine feet is what he told us at Irvine. Yeah. But that's yeah. like one spot. One I mean, like, it's not spot. like the whole thing's nine yeah. feet deep. It's, it's like. It's what used to be a ditch. Yeah. I think. Fishing in a field. Yep. Fishing in a field. So mm-hmm. the mapping we were using for this was some old aerial photographs. Like, there's no depth chart. So you're cruising along and you're looking for, like you said, when you see a road. Don't drill on the road. You want to drill in the ditch because mm-hmm. <laughs> the road won't have you any might, water. The road might not have enough water in it. So it was a crazy. I've never fished like that ever. Totally different than anything I've ever done. So there was points where we drilled holes, dropped your transducer down, and it stuck in the mud. Yep. yep. It was about one of those spots. It was probably nine inches from the bottom of the ice to the to the floor. So the if you don't have sonar like what we did. Make sure you bring extra blades yeah. in case yeah, you do hit the ground. We'd, yeah, you want to go through that ice real careful. We 
we didn't hit ground somehow. I don't actually know how uh, we did. Well, it. I think it. To your point, the fact of that the the snow barrier sits up and the ice thickness, you really unless it yes. was there was no water, yes. the auger didn't go through the ice when you hit the bottom oh. of the ice is very far because you're hitting the bottom of the snow bear. Yeah. So it kind of was a keeper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it worked pretty good. But we caught some fish. It's oh, pretty yeah. slow starting out though. Yeah, I was we driving. were really questioning our choices at be- in the beginning. Oh, yeah. yeah, I was driving <laughs> that that day and Sean was supposed to be the navigator, which I did navigate. I did navigate. For two seconds. We did not get lost. One thing I will say is because of the the way we had to find spot on spot, Mm -hmm. having Navionics on your phone was worthless. Yeah, it was. So to navigate, you basically had to be almost in the driver's seat or standing right next to him and constantly at that Lowrance to dig. Yeah. Because you just couldn't really, you had nothing to offer without that that equipment yeah so it it was tough to navigate and it's hard to stand by the driver because it's bumpy and there's no if you're moving you aren't standing yeah Yeah. but but we ended up uh picking up some walleyes and some big northerns right some nice walleyes and some big northerns yeah so dave do you want to tell us about your walleye well it was what three feet of water we had we were just under four feet yeah three and a half feet of water and i was with that widowmaker slab seeker Whack! And I pulled in a nice 25-inch walleye. Yep. In three and a half, like-ish feet of water. Yeah, so you don't have... So did you see him on your your, your I just, just saw a, <laughs> a quick blimp, and it was there. And just slammed, slammed it. Who landed that for you? Well, the crappiest fisher helped me out. <laughs> you oh. damn skippy. I'll take my wins where I can. <laughs> Which was a great day, because you can't... You know, there's not much play. It did take some line, but... When you snap it right there, you probably pull it right into the top of the ice. Yeah. Because it's right there. Or they're running to the side, and you kind of have to see where your line's at. And move your rod tip over the hole. Yeah. Because it could just slice it off at the the bottom. Yeah. So, but it was interesting. hard to get them turned up the hole. It was, Helping a guy get the fish to the hole was a bigger deal than... I, I made it look easy. <laughs> That's because move your uh, rod, move your rod. There you go. Good, good. He was getting coached. <laughs> yeah. There's never a lack of coaching in this group. <laughs> I think we might have been over happy to say that we only had the one blowout. Yep. The first one. Yep. yep. But as uh, Oli as that out of the way. Yep. Oli as a coach, tone. don't take his advice because how many fish did you catch that day, Sean? Uh, I pulled. I pulled two out of the uh, lake <laughs> with my hand. Did you, get, did you lose with one? With my own. Oh, yeah, we lost hand. a couple. Didn't you lose one, though? Yes, Jeff and I got tangled, and I oh, got bit yeah. Remember, like, there was, I we did. caught the same fish the same or whatever fish happened. Got you yeah. Actually, I got. I, I was the first one to get a hit in that yeah. morning, too. Yeah. Yeah. It just hit, like, out of nowhere. Freight train, boom. That's the All way. All of a sudden, your, bu- yeah. your rod is bent in half, and uh, tried to set the hook, and the minnow just ripped right off so the story as i understand it on these lakes is uh, it just keeps it, there there are smaller lakes that then have just continued to flood and flood yeah. and flood and there's a lot of lakes like that out in this region in south dakota as well and so then it just eats up farm ground it eats up farms and uh this lake is down though because of the dryness the last couple of years a couple of feet or more Mm-hmm. And so the fish just move among the deeper areas in this lake. And there's, what are those ditches called? There's a, ner- a term they was using. 
Well, like, well, river, creek bed, but they had a different... Coolie. Coolie. A coolie. I've never heard that phrase yeah, before. But it's like a river or a creek bed. Yeah. And so those are running through this whole area and just transporting. So it's kind of like fishing a backwater river system in my mind. Because even though there's only four feet of water, there's a little bit of... There's movement of water underneath the ice. Um, and then he was telling us they had a whole bunch of rain before freeze up which added a bunch of water to the system and then highly oxygenated it before freeze up. So that's why, I mean, the fish are just as healthy. And oh, yeah. They look the same as if you'd caught them anywhere. Even but like living in three feet of water. Like these two lakes that we fished on, they were two separate lakes years ago. At one point, yeah. But now they're all one they were separated one lake. by a refuge. Yeah, but now yep. they're all one lake because it's flooded, so. Yep. All right, so that was day two. That was probably our most successful day. Wow. Well, well, for, for some people, about, about an hour and a half. Yeah, yeah. Went, made that day. Yeah, yeah it was yep. slow during the morning. Last hour and a half. Yep. That, that day was looking pretty grim. It was. And when you're fishing in one to three feet of water, and you're was, like, it was interesting though, because all of a sudden we'd move to where Dave found this dog bone looking thing. Yep. And we just started working the edge of the dog bone, and we drop, and within the first ten minutes, two walleyes on the Oof. ice. Yep. Or on the floor. On the floor. Yeah. <laughs> Weird term, but yeah. <clears throat> and then two twenties, uh, right? We would move forty feet. Not more. even forty feet. Sometimes thirty feet. Two more, and and uh, we moved four times, and the first three moves landed two walleyes each. Yep. yep. Yeah, you're kind of fishing just these little holes. Yep. They would not come to you. You had nope. to go to them. You'd yep. get over, park over two more, and park over yep. another pair. And, and you really had to use like that satellite image. Imagery, the old imagery to really find out like where the deeper spots are yeah so. that chip was a couple different years of imagery and yeah it, as you overlaid. drilled in yeah overlay as you drilled in it would keep changing to a different year so you could see what had been there at one point it was just strange like the one spot we were fishing too it looked like i don't know like your old turkey barns like long yeah. buildings yeah yep so you're fishing the whatever the foundation of that was yeah. at one point, but and next um, to a, a bridge. Yeah, we fished next that to was an old barely bridge. exposed yeah. through the. And ice. we had a hit there. We had a flag there. We did, but yeah. uh, I lost it. Huh. <laughs> well, I had to strike there. Remember, I ran it's out. So I need hard a middle. when you haven't like felt a tug on the end of the line for like four hours and you get one i just you always just like i screw it up like oh fish and you pull it out like a two-year-old and and it did rain the night before we came oh man oh, the drive man. up here was interesting Oof, so sideways in the ditch uh a wheelhouse upside down in the ditch <laughs> i mean done and then just walking on the snow drifts that were just coated in ice it was a skating rink i crashed and burned twice yeah, it, yeah. it's it's odd like yeah, slippery it, and that made slippery. the ride i think of that machine a wee bit harder too because it it hard it sometimes hard. it hardly left a track on the snow drifts yep um, and that's where that snow bear came in too because the amount of times we moved on the on that lake, those lakes, trying to find new spots. If we were in portables in a sled, I mean, we would have really struggled to yeah. move eight or ten times in a day, or more. Yeah, or in, in yeah. An I mean, you're moving more than once an hour. Yeah. Oh yeah. And oh yeah. Every thirty minutes, we would set a timer. Yep. If we hadn't caught a fish, we moved. We moved. Thirty like minutes to catch. Work, yeah. So like, so probably four. I mean, it takes still ten minutes to yeah. set up. So like, there's a whole lot of hey Siri, hey Google, yep. <laughs> set a timer. Set a timer. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, and I, one thing I thought was, because my electronics basically didn't work in two or three feet of water. I mean, they were useless, right? Like, almost yeah. useless. So you'd sit there, and the fish that we did catch were like, I mean, they hit it like a freight train. I mean, it wasn't like, ooh, I hope it nibbles on my line. It was like you'd sit in there, and you see nothing, and all of a sudden, wham! I mean, there was something The on cool there. part about that is, of all the, the fishing outings I've had so far this season, it's been a lot of lookers. Yeah. And that just gets old. So to finally have a fish that just came and hit aggressive, that was That's refreshing. Fun. Absolutely. Like you felt like either it was there and it was going to hit your line or yeah. it wasn't there. Like yeah. I, mean, I mean, we had some lookers too when yeah. we did find some deeper water on devils again. But and that, so that, uh, yeah, let's talk about that. So day three. Day three. We had a choice lookers. to make. We had a choice to make. We on. had a choice, and I think we chose poorly. Poorly. Like in, like in that movie, you have chosen poorly. So we thought, poorly. we felt, believed, erroneous, wrongly. Erroneously. Moving on. We were wrong. <laughs> we were wrong. Um, that we had some waypoints from our previous time out here that were gold, that we were good. And so we, we wanted to do that on Sunday. And it didn't work out. When, once you pick a lake, you can't, like, because we rented the Snow Bear, yeah. you had to pick a lake and stick with it for the day. Yeah. You couldn't, like, switch lakes mm-hmm. in the middle of the day. So. And we found out the gold rush was over. It, it, there was not many people. At least on the side of Devil's Lake, we were on. Very few people fishing, which should have been our first indication we were wrong. Where Irvine had quite a few. All the guides were on. on We had guides cut us off. (laughs) Yeah, they were not. It it was crowded. We'll just say it was crowded. It was crowded in the first bay. Yeah, but then we went further. Once we got, we said to heck with it and went on. But, but on day three, fishing was tough again. Yeah, very slow, very slow. Get to listen to the hum of the refrigerator for a while, <laughs> which we only kept what one perch, got one, one perch walleye. and one walleye, and the walleye we was small, but I it it had, it really inhaled it, and so it was going to die if I threw it back, so we filleted it up. Yeah, we got we like a thirteen got, inch. We still, we still got caught, a good mess of fish to bring home. And oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, we caught some smaller perch that day too. Yeah, a little tiny walleye. So I actually, for the first time, for me, I bought plastics and I've tried them. But I finally caught a couple perch on plastics. So oh, and on the third day, Sean finally caught a fish. Sean caught a fish. <laughs> right away that morning. Yeah, that's not true. And I, I would I, say I caught fish the first day too. Yeah. I would say that when Sean hooked that fish, I was right there, ready to assist with the landing. Six inch. Eventually, Walleye. U.S. Yes, you did make it oh. down to the. Front. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, like I'm like God. Thank goodness this isn't like a trophy. Uh, it was I like was watching there. Father Time. Come on, get there. <laughs> I was there by the time the fish got there. Yeah. Jeez, you go through an effort. For, you know how much effort that took yes. to extract myself. Yes. And I was tired watching you try and get there. <laughs> uh, no good deed goes unpunished. <laughs> so, so day three was probably the least memorable of fishing day. Day yeah. one was new with a snow bear and we caught some. Day two was we caught some nice fish. And day three... Yeah, day, we had a good day. Day three was my turn to drive the snow bear, and I did find some pretty nifty things to run it through. <laughs> yeah, and that thing never even what, what did you say? Never burped. It it yeah it never it just went through anything we encountered. We, we had some snow through the course of our time here, and so there was a lot of just powder drifts and some deep yeah. powder drifting, and yeah. some roads that had just completely drifted in. 
that were plowed out there. So you probably had two feet, three feet of powder. Oh, there, there was a couple of spots where and we that, had snow kicking up from the skis hitting the windshield. Yeah. You know, I mean, we weren't reckless, right? No. This isn't no. our machine. But uh, it was just kind of neat to see yeah. what this machine would go through without even flinching. Oh, it didn't even, yeah. This was spots where my old snowmobiles could have easily gotten stuck in that yep. if you didn't give it the berries. And this thing really doesn't have berries to give. No, <laughs> I just chugs along. Yeah. Well, the yeah. top, it's like a tank. Top speed's only 20 miles yeah, an it's hour, like a so tank. that's it. Yeah. yeah. Must have some torque, though. It's got a 1.6 liter, he said. Yeah. So it's got enough torque, I guess. I mean... And it, it has, we only ran it in high, but it's got a low gear and a differential lock. So, mm-hmm. I mean, if you really needed, I imagine, you know, slush would be a whole interesting scenario, but I don't care what you're driving. That's a, you don't want to get it stuck. I would not want to get the thing stuck. stuck. That'd be a sad phone call. I think on both ends of the situation, but yeah, fishing with, you know, there again, coming back to the portability of it. I mean, we're sitting there at four thirty. We thought we were on our old spot. We were, but the water levels have changed. And so nobody was home. So I think between in the last hour we moved what five times mm-hmm. trying well, to find something. That's when we were trolling, drilling, we were trying trolling to find and drilling. the spot. Yeah, and I last last spot jigging. I had one come up and take it, and I fumbled the ball, and I missed uh, it. It was like the last the last second of the game, and I dropped the ball. The last of many misses. <laughs> oh yeah, that's what I knew. It was over. I got all the trophies. Yeah. yeah. yeah Except no, for one. No, I got one. Except for one. <laughs> but a good trip. Yep. Yeah. Very good trip. So if you're out in Devil's Lake and you're looking to rent a snowbear, we'd highly recommend Dean and um, Snowbear Rentals. If you Google North Dakota um, Devil's Lake Snowbear Rentals, he'll come up. Dean. Uh, great guy. And it's a great way if you're kind of like, if you have a few dollars, but you want to get out there. Because you don't have to have snow. It's tough to get out here without some kind of machine, right? Like, I mean, yep. you know, if you don't have a snowmobile or a, I mean, you could rent this for the day, you know, and go out there and fish. And you don't, you need some warm clothes in case something happens. Yeah. And a fishing pole. Like, yeah. quite lit- and a few jigs. I mean, that's all you'd really need to be out there. So. Yeah, it's it's really a, a fun way to do it. Yeah, this is just the machine, not there's a no guide, guide. No, there's no guide. guide, no nothing. So you're self-guided, yeah. but, but which I think is the advantage for us because... Yes. Although we may want to consider a guy. <laughs> <laughs> but it had like but a, we don't need one. <laughs> it had the ice auger, it had four Vexlars, it had, you know, a GPS unit in the front for navigation. I a mean pizza it oven. Had a pizza oven <laughs> with a generator. I mean like it had everything you need except for a fishing pole and a few jigs. And a toilet for Oli. It happens. If a li- you know, you bring your wife out or a girlfriend or whatever. All, all of us better just bring wives. Well, yeah. well, you know, but they want a facility. You know, I'm, I'm talking. We're all married. Dave. I know we're all married, but I'm talking about if somebody else. Oh, somebody know, else brings somebody okay. a lady friend out. They probably want a facility, maybe. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that would be tough. That would be so, harder. You could run in. You just have to get out. Yeah. Yep. You're not going to run in. By the time someone has nature calling, and you go <laughs> you don't, as far you don't as think a half-hour bumpy ride yeah. would be the way to go? <laughs> no. Anything else we want to fit in on there? No, I think it's just another great trip. Dave. Trophies. we got to talk about trophies. Dave, Dave what, what's your trophy list? God, well, so let's painful. see. Uh, uh, best fisherman. Yeah. Uh, 
the most species caught. Yeah. And the largest walleye. What was your species, Dave? I got northern perch and walleye. Yep, the three. Yep. So, so I had the same species, but luckily I keep. Or, or I mean. I'm glad Dave got it first, or however you want to look at it, but I got the same species, the but species the first trophy person. species is a bit aggressive in size, and so you do need a pole barn, basically, to store it in. <laughs> I have the space. Or I, a pickup truck to haul it around. Or a pickup truck <laughs> to haul it around. It will not fit in a Toyota Prius. Next year, I think I'm going to add a no. spring bobber. Oh, oh, I meant like a leaf spring or something. Well, leaf spring, spring bobber. Oh, no. <laughs> is it going to have a trailer to tow it around? <laughs> a leaf spring. We're going to have to put a picture of us on the website. <laughs> yeah, we're going to. All right. Uh, and and um, Ole, you won an award this weekend, too, right? Yes, oh, yeah. yes. I've uh, gotten very comfortable with that. <laughs> uh, wooden toilet seat, fancy brass hinges. I mean, it's it's a beaut. It's one I made for a receiver hitch. Yep. It's, it's the true. only one I've actually used. <laughs> <laughs> only the second time I think I've ever had it, though. Yeah, I've only had it once. Not bad. In so many years. And what did your wife say? One-tenth of the time. Mm-hmm. What did your wife say when you told her what you're bringing home? She's like, oh, cool, we can use that. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get a picture of the trophies on the website. That's so. awesome. All right, well, thanks, guys, for a great trip. Well, it's fun, always. Well, I hope you guys all enjoyed the, the last uh, wrap-up from the Hardwater Invitational we do every year. How many years was that, Jeff? Uh, 22. 22 years. Holy cow. How long have you been no, married, We're not Jeff? spring chicken. Um Oh, 22. Uh, too much of a pause. 23? <laughs> I got married in 99, do the math. I think it's 23. You didn't forget so Valentine's more year. Day, did you? Oh, I don't know. I don't, we're not big Valentine's Day people at our house. I made that mistake exactly once. No, I don't need flowers for Valentine's Day. <laughs> Never again. I did get something. Uh, I got a thing of peanut butter chocolate ice cream, a pint of that, and a rose bush thing perfect so yes perfect. I, I did, did i good. did do something and i went to flag football oh that's where it's like, worth points drove my kids around yeah that's worth so. points yeah. all right well jeff i think this is it buddy i'll talk to you next fall <laughs> okay i somehow i will be disappointed if i don't see it before next fall but yeah it's been a great season um but ice fishing season i still have a couple trips planned oh yeah but i'm going fishing this weekend but but like we said, I think it was we notice our listeners fall off just because everybody is still fishing, but they're getting ready for the next season, right? So yeah, I think it I think it's a, a good time to 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 say have a great rest of your ice season and tight lines. Cheers. Five. You've been listening to the Hard Water Fishing Show with Jeff and Jason. Say goodbye. One of the most unique podcasts on the planet where we talk about tactics, gear, and ice fishing legends. We'll be back soon. Bye-bye. Till then, signing off.